Welcome to the podcast of Trinity Church London. You're listening to a message given on a Sunday morning. If you'd like to know more about us and the life of the church, please visit trinitychurchlondon.com. Today I get to speak on the gift of prophecy which I'm really thrilled about because it's something that I'm passionate about and I love to uh, move in this gift. So um, before we get into our main topic, uh, I want to give just a couple of introductory comments just to kind of set the scene. Um, When reading the Bible, so firstly when reading the Bible, understanding the context is crucial to correctly interpreting what we read and subsequently applying it into our own lives. When you read the Bible, you always have to be asking the question, what specific situation is the scripture speaking about or into? And it's clear if we look at 1 Corinthians 12 to 14, that the church there was very charismatic. What do I mean by that? Well, the word charismatic comes from the Greek word charisma, uh, which basically means like a special gift given to Christians by God. And the church were zealously using these charisma, these spiritual gifts, every meeting. However, they were kind of misusing them a bit too. And Paul's teaching comes as a response to this. He gives them some guidance to help them rather than discourage them. And in this chapter, chapter 14, he contrasts the gift of tongues with prophecy, saying essentially prophecy is better because others can understand it. And tongues is good as long as somebody interprets it so that others can be built up and understand it too. Now, let's just be very clear. Paul isn't downgrading tongues there. Okay, he's just wanting everybody to be built up when the church gathers together. So that's the first point, context. We've got to understand that when Paul gave this teaching, it was to a very charismatic church who were using the spiritual gifts zealously, but in some ways misusing them. Okay, so we need to understand that contextually. Secondly, it's important to remember that at this point in 1 Corinthians 12 to 14, Paul is focusing on supernatural gifts. Let me say that again, okay? Paul is focusing on supernatural gifts. He's not just talking about natural gifting. You know, when you do one of those character surveys or leadership surveys, and we've done them all and we like them here at Trinity, okay? Um, Paul's not simply talking here about natural gifting, okay? He's referring to the fact that when believers meet together, the Holy Spirit supernaturally empowers individuals in the moment. And genuine, supernatural, spiritual gifts come out. I think we saw a bit of that earlier in uh, Emmanuel's prayer. Did you, you sense the atmosphere change and lift? Faith is released in the building, okay, when people use gifts empowered by the Holy Spirit. There's a sense of God being present. Okay, and this is especially true of the gift of prophecy. 
And we're going to look at three things about prophecy today. Firstly, what is prophecy? Secondly, why should we prophesy? And thirdly, I'm going to get very practical. What does it look like in practice? Okay, how do we actually do it? So first of all, what is prophecy? Well, as I was preparing this, it just kind of struck me that the fact that I even need to talk about this question shows the the huge gap between us today and the world of the New Testament. Uh, Paul wrote this letter to the church in ancient Corinth around 53 to 54 AD. And people in that time, no doubt, would have had a greater awareness of the gift of prophecy and of prophets. If they were from a Jewish background, they would have had the Old Testament. They would have had the stories. They would have grown up with the stories of Elijah and Elisha. And they would have had the Old Testament prophecy books like um, Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Isaiah and the minor prophets too. So they would have had this awareness of the prophetic in their lives. And even those from a a Greek background, um, you know, ancient Greek society had a strong belief in the power of prophecy. Messages were delivered by oracles. And it was was interesting to find out that Delphi, uh, which is a city known um, in the ancient Greek world as being a place of oracles, was only about 100 miles away from Corinth, where Paul was writing to. So the, the, the ancient church would have been well aware of the gift of prophecy, and they would have had a belief in this gift. I don't think we can say the same about many of us today. See, the last few centuries, the the rise of scientific thought and rationalism, uh, supernatural events, often those that we see described in our Bible, such as miracles and prophecy, are, are often explained away. And they've been, over the decades, used as proof that the Bible is actually unreliable. We can't trust it. There's supernatural stuff there. We know that stuff doesn't happen. It's science all the way. And that the Bible is not only unreliable, but therefore irrelevant to modern day life. And those of us who have grown up in the West have got often an unconscious bias against the supernatural if you go to other parts of the world the same is not true they're far more able and far quicker to believe the supernatural than we are here in the west so we have to be conscious of these things before we look at the gift of prophecy okay do i have an unconscious bias against the supernatural do i think it's not going to happen okay guys listen right to be genuine followers of christ we need to believe the supernatural events described in the bible okay and not only that but we need to expect the supernatural today okay because god is still moving and god still wants to speak to us through the gift of prophecy Amen? amen so long way around what is prophecy well in short prophecy is a Holy Spirit inspired message that contains some kind of divine revelation. In other words, it uncovers something, it speaks into something. It might tell us something about God. 
It might tell us something about a situation, giving us understanding. It might tell us something about a person. It might be guidance to a person. It might be something that speaks into the present or the past or even the future. But it's safe to say that prophecy is more than just an encouragement. Prophecy always has an element of divine revelation. Something only God knows is revealed. Now, in case you're thinking, I'm not so sure about that, let me just read you a couple of verses from the New Testament. In John chapter 4, Jesus is at the well with the woman from Samaria. And after revealing details about her past that he couldn't possibly have known, the woman says to him in John 4:19, "Sir," the woman says, "I can see that you are a prophet." In Luke 7, a sinful woman comes to Jesus, and the Pharisee says to himself, "If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for he for she is a sinner." Do you notice he says in his mind, if this man were a prophet, he would have known. Okay. In Matthew 26, the soldiers blindfolded Jesus, hit him repeatedly and said, prophesy, who is it who struck you? In other words, when we begin to look at prophecy in the New Testament, we can see the understanding in the early church and the first followers of Jesus was that there was a supernatural element involved. God was telling his people something that they didn't know before. Let's move on. In the book of Acts, chapter 11, we meet one of the prophets there, a man named Agabus in Acts eleven twenty-eight. And one of them named Agabus stood up and foretold by the Spirit that there will be a great famine over all the world. And Luke helpfully puts in brackets, this took place in the days of Claudius. And it goes on to say that the church responded to this prophetic word. And lastly, coming back to our passage in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 24, Paul says this, but if all prophesy and an unbeliever or outsider enters, he is convicted by all, he is called to account by all, the secrets of his heart are disclosed. And so, falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. Now, why am I labouring this point, you might say? Okay, well, sadly, even in some charismatic churches today this aspect is lost and we need to recover it we need to expect supernatural revelation from God he wants to show us that he's God let me just give you a brief example of this so probably about I think it was probably about 15 or so years ago um, I was away in France at a, a leaders week away and I'd been reading this book, uh, Surprised by the Voice of God by Jack Deere. And I'd been praying really that God would um, give me words that could really speak into people's lives. And, and as I was praying, um, not in the meeting, it was outside of the meeting in preparation for it. 
that um, I, I suddenly had this really vivid picture of a ring and it kind of it made me laugh because it, it sort of looked a little bit like the ring from the Lord of the Rings and I thought oh there's a there's a Tolkien kind of like sort of thing coming up here but but it wasn't I had this golden ring and I, I just said, Lord, what's this about? What does it mean? And I felt God say to me that there's someone here who recently lost their wedding ring and they were really upset about it and they couldn't find it. Um, and I was like, OK, Lord, yeah, um, that's fine. So anyway, came to the meeting and uh, I kind of waited for an opportune time and I shared this word and this is a room full of leaders and so I'm feeling nervous and I'm like okay I've just felt this and there was this hush silence as I shared this thing and it's one of those things that you realize like like come on the chances of someone in that room having recently lost the wedding ring and being really upset about it are quite slim anyway after what felt like an eternity of silence the visiting speaker who I'd never met before stood up and said that's me okay literally a month ago I lost my wedding ring and I've not been able to find it anywhere and I felt so upset about it and what was interesting is that moment then God gave me another word God said to me okay there's a number of you here that are struggling with an addiction to pornography and today if you'll confess and get help God will set you free and what happened was this because of that word of knowledge the prophetic about the ring suddenly it's like the presence of God was there and people realized God knew God knew and God was speaking into their lives. Several people, and this is a group of leaders, several people responded. There were tears. There was like just God just broke in and was moving. Okay. And so God wants, God wants. Now, look, that was one of the first times that I'd kind of moved in terms of supernatural knowledge. Like there's nothing different between you and me. God wants us to hear wonderful divine revelation to speak into people's lives anyway okay does this mean okay does this mean that every prophetic person can tell you what you had for breakfast okay or I'll tell you what you're thinking about at the moment no okay but with prophecy there's always a freshness there's always a nowness to the message and sometimes it involves reminding people of old truths but in a new way maybe you're praying for somebody and Isaiah 40 comes to mind those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength and as you're praying for someone you think hang on this is for you so you find it and as you start to read it there's something now about that scripture not only was it speaking to the people of Israel 2,000 years ago but actually it was it's God wants to use this scripture to speak dynamically into this person's life now and as you speak it there's a faith that's released and as you begin to speak this word you can say okay now the Lord is filling you with strength now okay and you're not speaking your own words why you're relying on the word of God so the authority is not in you the authority is in the word of God and it gives you faith as you pray and then frequently you see God move in that person's life it might be something really simple okay? it might be something like oh the Lord says I really love you you're wonderful keep serving me and you might think prophetic yeah. but you know what I've been in a number of situations where that very morning someone has gone in tears before God and said, 
God, I just, I just want to know that you love me and you accept me. And somebody brings a prophetic word to them and says, son, daughter, I love you. And suddenly something breaks in them because they know that God is real. They know that God loves them, that he sees what's going on in their life and he cares for them. Now, as we grow in this gift and we prove faithful in stepping out, God loves to reveal more to us. And so I want to encourage us to grow in this gift. As we grow in it, God gives us a real sharpness and supernatural edge. He wants to speak into our lives through the prophetic. He wants to bring hope, freedom, transformation. Why? Because God loves his children. And he, he wants to show us that he's real. He wants to convince us in our moments of doubt that he is alive and that he cares for us. Amen. 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 This leads me to my next point. Why should we prophesy? I kind of already given some of it away already, but three things. OK, firstly, the context is the age of the spirit and terry spoke so wonderfully about this a couple of weeks back okay terry reminded us of joel's prophecy that was fulfilled on the day of pentecost i'll read it again acts 2 verse 17 this is peter quoting joel he says and in the last days it shall be god declares that i will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And a little bit later in verse 39, just to underline it, Peter says this, the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off for all whom the Lord our God will call we need to grasp the truth the wonderful truth of these passages okay we are no longer under the old covenant where the Spirit of God comes upon one or two people per each generation after Pentecost the Holy Spirit is available to all and prophecy speaking Holy Spirit inspired messages to others is a natural outcome of being filled with the Spirit. It's just what happens when you're filled with the Spirit. God speaks to you and problem, part of our problem is most of the time we don't realise it. We just think it's our own thoughts. And yet God, by His Spirit who fills us, is speaking to us and wants us to speak His words out to others. Later on, some of you are going to prophesy for the first time. I just want to put that seed in your hearts, okay? Because we're going to have a time of ministry at the end. God's going to move, okay? Not to do with me, it's because of him and his heart, okay? God's going to move. Some of you are going to prophesy for the very first time and people's lives are going to be changed. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, secondly, the second reason we should prophesy, okay, is because of its impact on the church. Let's read some of our passage again from today. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. Paul says this. 
For the one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God, for no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in his spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding, encouragement and consolation. Let's just consider for a minute these three positive aspects of prophecy. Upbuilding. Well, the word that Paul uses there is actually like a construction word. It's about building something, but it's used figuratively here to talk about building up people. It's often translated in English as edifying. Okay? In 2 Corinthians 10, Paul speaks about the authority, the apostolic authority God gave him for building up, not tearing down. And in our passage, he talks about the whole church being built up. In verse 26, all our contributions serve this purpose. It's about building up the church, building up God's people. So spiritual gifts, and especially the gift of prophecy, build people up. Spiritual gifts help people to see Christ more clearly. They help them to understand God's plan of salvation. They help identify things that are holding us back so we can walk in the freedom that God has won for us in Christ. I just want to give a little personal example of this. Um, our first Sunday that we visited Trinity, which was probably nearly two years ago now, um, I went over to Charles and I said to Charles, will you pray for me? And I didn't give him much information to go on. And uh, I just said, I just know I need prayer. And, and the minute he put his hand on me, I could sense the spirit of God move. And Charles just gave me, a, so I see a picture of like a charcoal kind of fire, like a kind of um, log burner type thing. And, and, and there's, the fire's nearly out in there and there's kind of like embers and remains and stuff. And, and I see the spirit of God just blowing through, blowing away discouragements and disappointments and frustrations and just blowing them away, bringing cleansing and healing. And then I see in the future, gradually, bit by bit, God's just going to add fresh fuel. Okay, a little bit of encouragement here, a little bit of encouragement there. And then suddenly the Spirit of God will come and there'll be a reignition of that fire. Now, I mean, as Charles spoke that over me, I totally identified with that. And I was just like, whoa. And, and, and I've been living on that word. I've shared it with the other elders. They know I've probably shared it a few times. But it's like that, that word brought such strength to me. OK, in the season that I was going through, I was like, OK, this is helping me to stay focused and to know that despite my current challenges, God is leading and building me for something fresh in the future. OK, that's just one example of how prophecy can can build us up. Um, what else does prophecy do? Prophecy is something that encourages God's people. The act of emboldening another in belief or course of action. Um, we're not just talking about natural encouragement. Most of us like to encourage people, don't we? If they're going through a hard time or if they're about to do something, we like to encourage them. This isn't about natural encouragement or human well-wishing. Okay, I really wish it, I wish it goes well. I hope you get the new job. I hope you have a nice time. Okay. Prophecy, when it comes, is speaking in God's name with the Spirit's power and authority. 
okay it does something that normal natural encouragement okay cannot do okay let me give you an example of this i believe from the new testament in acts 13 verse 2 it says while they were worshiping the lord and fasting the holy spirit said set apart for me barnabas and saul for the work to which i have called them now paul already knew from his conversion what god wanted him to do with his life to be a light to the gentiles okay and in antioch they're gathered together praying and fasting and suddenly the holy spirit speaks okay now go okay there was a now moment and and often when we're about to step out into something or we know we should be stepping out into something but we're reluctant to god speaks through the prophetic and he brings encouragement often it can be confirmation so we know but we just need god to confirm it it brings clarity it's often a sense of timing lord i know what i should do but is this the right time okay the holy spirit says now go okay now's the time step out in faith okay and as you receive those words it, it just imparts faith to you know ah god's with me in this okay this is not just my idea this is his idea and i'm walking in his purposes for my life amen i want to give you just another example of this i hope you don't mind i'm trying to give you lots of examples so that you get a good idea of what this looks like and the wonderful impact it can have in people's lives so um in 1994 um and the move of the Holy Spirit, uh, Greg Shepherd from Sidcup prayed for me and he said, I believe God is going to give you an international ministry. You're going to travel not just in this country, but in others too. And I was like, I don't know, my early 20s then. And I heard, heard that word. I was like, oh my gosh, like that's pretty heavy going. Um, and yet I felt, OK, I'll keep that and I'll just hold that with me. Um, in 2010, we came to this crunch point where we felt God was calling us as a family to go to like to properly move there for a number of years to help plant a church and I mean you imagine I mean trying to think how old the, the children were at the time they would have been six four and two is that right six four and two so parents here you can understand and even people who aren't parents you can understand this as parents at the time we were thinking oh my gosh like like what are we doing like here like are we really prepared to ch upset all their schooling what about the possibility that one of our children might get sick okay our finances were all over the place we're like how are we going to afford to go um and to top it off liz i hope you don't mind me sharing this stuff it's a bit late now um liz got a <laughs> liz got a lump in her neck which she needed to get seen uh, and, and thankfully it was nothing but at the time we didn't know so there were all these things that were like we were going to try and make this step of faith and go but there were all these things that could have stood in our way and as we were praying into it we felt in God to pray that God would um, speak to us through Isaiah 58 and um, because that's a passage about the poor and God justice for the nations and everything and so anyway on three separate occasions God spoke to us through Isaiah 58 two different meetings and one somebody posted it through our letterbox and it's just like wow like and now I mean we we knew that we needed to go but 
goodness, the confirmation that we got through the prophetic word was so helpful and encouraging to us, especially having stepped out. And once we were there and some of the challenges that we faced while we were there to go back and say, Lord, you said and to be able to rest with confidence on those prophetic words was wonderful. You can tell I'm excited about this, can't you? <laughs> OK, lastly, OK. The prophetic word brings consolation. Consolation. Encouragement to people who are depressed or in grief. It's often translated comfort. To the poor, to the sick, to the lonely, to the discouraged. I think I shared when we came back from one of our trips, I'd had a word for somebody, I was praying for them, and I just felt, it. just the thought came into my mind, I just felt that there was an element of frustration in their job, that, that they'd been doing their job faithfully, but they were feeling frustrated, and they were praying to God that something would change, and I, I just had this thought, I started to just share this with this person, and I said, oh, does any of this ring true? Does it, does it sound right to you? And he said to me, like, for, for many years before COVID, I was a sound engineer and I loved my job. And then COVID hit and my job just went, lost it straight away. And for the last however many years, I've been a driver and I felt I've been doing it diligently. But I felt so frustrated that I lost my previous job. Now, I mean, I, I was just like, wow, like, I didn't know that. I just those God by his spirit drop those thoughts into my mind as, as I was praying for him and as I shared them suddenly it's like he's like oh wow God knows God knows what I'm going through he cares about me now I, I can't say that I prophesied over him that he's going to see instant change in that but what it did was it brought faith and it brought hope to his situation because he realized that God knew what was going on and still had a plan for his life Okay, this kind of word often just enables people to keep going, to hang on in there when times are tough. It imparts hope. As I was preparing this morning, I, I asked God to give me some specific words for people today. And I'm going to share these because they may be relevant. I say may because prophecy isn't 100% accurate. Um, I believe God wants to speak to people about relationships today. Um, sense there's at least one person here and you have a broken or tense relationship with a fairly close family member and it, it, there's almost been like irreconcilable differences and I believe that God today wants to impart faith to you and wisdom to you to bring about res resolution okay so uh, there's that that one there um, I, I sense also God wants to speak release over people's lives today. Um, I felt this thing of people being held back by the words or actions or inaction of their parents, okay? Of things that happened when you were younger, maybe even at school too, things that happened that up to now have shaped your trajectory in a direction that you didn't want, okay, or have held you back from fulfilling God's purpose for you. And I believe there's faith today, okay, and power today to see that broken, okay? The past 
will not dictate the future okay in Christ you are a new creation the old has gone the new has come okay and and the prophetic word today okay if you believe it if you take hold of it by faith and we pray into it and you walk in it okay you will see the freedom that God has won for you in Christ Jesus amen amen there's one other thing I felt was this is that that I think there's somebody here maybe one or two people here um, you're currently single uh, or in a relationship and you but you're scared to take the next step of making a commitment God wants to release faith to you okay but it's something to do with hurts of the past okay you've been hurt before and you're like Lord how can I make this step again and God says you know today I will give you faith okay today I will give you faith for the future amen okay I'm gonna need to crack on okay <laughs> So we live in the age of the spirit and prophecy has a massive impact upon others. Why else should we pursue it? Well, quite simply because we're told to. 1 Corinthians 14:1 Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. And later on in verse 39, so brothers and sisters earnestly desire to prophesy earnestly desire means be positively and intensely interested in something strive for it desire it exert oneself earnestly be dedicated to it listening to one or two messages on this is not earnestly desiring spiritual gifts I'm sorry to have to let you know that okay earnestly desiring is a determined decision Lord I'm gonna pursue this what does this look like well maybe today you've never prophesied before complete beginner what can you do how can you start this journey of earnestly desiring spiritual gifts well first of all when we give you the opportunity later get prayed for don't like kind of hang around back in your, back in your seat oh, I don't want people to look at me okay like if you want spiritual gifts don't hang back behind your chair okay when we give you the opportunity come forward get prayed for okay begin that journey make a commitment lord i'm going to pursue this ask others who move in the prophetic to help you get into scripture you know the wonderful thing about scripture is scripture is a hundred percent inspired okay so if you want to be able to prophesy which is not a hundred percent inspired then being immersed in the word of god that's a hundred percent inspired helps you know the language of the spirit so that when you speak and you prophesy you're much more likely to say what god would want to say because you've already learned what he has said okay so get into the scriptures know the scripture know god's heart read books about it the two that came to my mind were growing in the prophetic by mike bickle and surprised by the voice of god by jack Deere. i'm sure there's others out there but um get into books but begin stepping out i'm gonna i'm gonna let you know this so as we pray for you later we're gonna also be encouraging you to step out and to maybe prophesy for the first time okay share what you think god has given you okay that's that's all we're asking you to do now maybe and i know i'm speaking to some people here because i know you okay i'm not going to call out names because that would be hard but that would be harsh but 
Maybe you've been prophesying for a while, you've had that gift and periodically you've used it in the church. Let me ask you this, have you settled for your current level of gifting or are you seeking God for more? Are you eagerly pursuing prophecy? 1 Timothy 1 verse 6 says this, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Let me urge you today, okay, fan into flame that gift, okay? The church of God needs that gift, okay? On the back burner no longer, pull it to the front burner, okay? Fan it into flame. Now, I said to you right at the beginning, I'm going to be super practical. And this is my last point. Okay, I want to just talk you through, okay, the process that I go through when I prophesy over somebody. Okay, because I think it's important if you've never done it before, you kind of need like step by step. What does it look like? How does it feel? Okay, now it can be different for different people. But personally, this is kind of how it works for me. So... I might be if, if I'm if I'm going to bring a word for the whole church I might be in the time of worship singing songs and in my mind I'm just reminded of a passage of scripture I might get a vivid picture comes in my mind or a word or a phrase um, it's important to say I don't have it all like I don't sort of get this sort of verbal audible drop in my mind that says exactly what I'm going to say I get maybe the first sentence or two and a general sense of what God wants to say okay and so and then when I step out and begin to speak that's when God gives me the rest of it and I think that's what tends to happen with other people okay you don't get this download that from heaven that's like kind of thus saith the lord okay like that it's not not, it doesn't work like that you just get a sense in your mind okay i think god wants to say something about this i maybe have the opening line and that's about it okay and then as you speak it out the spirit of god brings the rest through you okay um couple of practical points think about it okay ask God to give you greater clarity think about the timing of it okay obviously if we're in the middle of singing a song don't sort of charge up to the front grab the mic and start blurting it out okay um think about the timing of it think about what God's doing in the meeting who's it for is it for everybody is it for an individual okay think carefully okay maybe ask one of the elders if you're not sure they're not there to hold you back they're there to help encourage you and give you wisdom to know how to use your gifting okay um finish when you finished don't waffle on okay that one, one of the classic mistakes and, and I, hands up I've done it before okay you, you're you're bringing a word and you kind of get to a point where you know you've gone from the spirit speaking to you kind of waffling and it's at that point that you need to just stop okay and you might think oh gosh that came to it as like an aircraft coming to a land with a, a sort of sort of a, a thump on the landing okay well that wasn't very smooth it doesn't need to be very smooth we're God's family okay it doesn't matter if you're super kind of like cool in the way that you blend your words okay it doesn't matter you you just you and you're just sharing what you think God has given you for the benefit of others okay 
Um, what about if you're praying for someone individually? How does it happen? Well, uh, well in a similar way, uh, I might be praying for someone and I just get a sense that God wants to speak prophetically to them. And I normally tell them this. I normally say, I think God wants to say something to you. Um, and uh, I, I just begin to share. Um, I usually use these words. Usually I sense that or I think God wants to speak or encourage you. Um, I don't say the words in some sort of more, more traditional Pentecostal circles, they would say things like, thus saith the Lord, or the Lord is speaking. Um, I don't think it's always helpful to say that because we know that prophecy in the New Testament is not 100% inspired. It, Paul says that we prophesy in part. Okay, so part of it is going to be right and part of it will be wrong. Whereas if it was purely the Lord, then it would be 100% right. Okay, so it's helpful just to kind of put a caveat in there and say, look, I think God might be saying this to you. Okay, give the person permission to kind of say, no, I don't think so. Like, do you know what I mean? Like if somebody, if some stranger came into um, uh, to the church and went up to Daniel's oh I believe the Lord wants you to marry so and so like Daniel would be well within his rights as would Toria to say no I think we'll reject that word okay all right so prophecy is not a hundred percent accurate okay but it's like ore in gold in in, in the ground okay you, you, you've got the you've got the ground you've got the rock but then in there you've got the gold and what we want when we get a prophetic word is we want the gold, but we want to dispose of the ore, the rest of the stuff, okay, that is just from us. Um, helpful, get someone else to pray with you. Especially if you feel something weighty is coming, get someone else, call someone else. Can you just come and join us? I feel God wants to speak. I just want someone else there to help me weigh it. Um, look at the person's face when you're saying it to them, okay? If they're like looking completely confused then you might have got it wrong okay whereas if you can sense on the person's face like if, if, if there's tears coming down their eyes if they're just meeting with god you know that there's something right about the prophetic word and kind of that sometimes can give you that sense of release to continue in prophesying um, but do stop and ask does this make sense does this ring true to you okay um, they might share and then I was able to continue to prophesy and pray into that situation um, pray into it so if you prophesy always pray into the prophecy afterwards okay and continue to pray for them and I guess this is kind of like a thing of like do you really love them or are you just kind of using a spiritual gift because if you really love the person, which is what using spiritual gifts is all about, 1 Corinthians 13, big chapter in between 12 and 40, if you really love them, it's not just about that power moment, it's about seeing it worked out in their life. So if you prophesy over someone, pray for them, continue to pray for them, that they will see that worked out. Amen? Amen. Now, a couple of other things, and then we're going to have a time of ministry, okay? Um, this doesn't have to happen in our singing time okay it doesn't have to happen then it can happen before the meeting it can happen during the prayer meeting it can happen after the meeting i often will walk around after the meeting i say lord who do you want me to speak to and encourage today okay and normally he gives me someone and i go if you've been the recipient of one of them i hope you were blessed by it um so um maybe throughout the week as you're praying you just get a sense no i think I, I need to pray for somebody and you get you, you just can you can send them a message send them a whatsapp okay all right use modern technology to use spiritual gifts okay might be in your workplace a colleague 
might be in the street as you're walking down. Spiritual gifts aren't just, okay, simply about God's people being blessed. They're about God blessing the nations, okay? So, God has given us the gift of prophecy. He loves us and wants to speak directly into our lives today to build us up, to encourage us, to comfort us. The Bible urges us, eagerly pursue spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. And we're going to do that now. Amen? Amen. 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 Okay. Perhaps if